verdadeiro, mas não sei se é Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha, what up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? Doing well, I'm doing well. Um, how are you? Drunk. Um, we're, at episode, <laughs> we're at episode 32, Psycho Pussy Cat. 33. Let's see, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Gary? Um, I'm being very... I'm being um bougie. Got a, a glass of white wine here. Some oh, you real bougie. Yeah, a little bit of Pinot Grigio. Look at you. Yeah. I'm drinking a beer from um Brewery Bay's Brewery. Oh, you brought back souvenirs. Yeah, he gave me like a six pack, and I put in I put in a shot of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it an IPA or? He gave me a couple. Um, okay. he gave me like. Some IPA. I got a two hemp beers, HPAs. Okay. Um, he was messing with me talking about I was gonna fail my drug test. I had to Google the shit because I'm like, <laughs> if I work this hard to get this fucking position and then I fail it because I'm trying to drink his HPA, then yeah, I've never we're had gonna an HPA fight. before. It's interesting. Okay. It, when you pop the top, you definitely smell. You know, you think you're smelling marijuana, but I had to Google it, and so hemp and i guess marijuana are actually different, different thing yeah different yeah thing. it's, it's made we, from it but it's not it yeah it says like the thc level is like soup like i guess there is no thc but the cannabis level i guess is like super low so you don't actually get high i didn't get i thought it was going to get me high it didn't get me high yeah <laughs> but i thought it would be interesting to be high and drunk at the same time off of a beer but it didn't happen yeah i don't like being high and drunk at the same time I think one, it, it, well, I think it counteracts you. I did it one time on New Year's Eve, and it was like the worst high and drunk I've ever had. I've never done, I've never smoked weed and drank alcohol at the same time. It's always been one or the other. I did an edible and drunk weed at the same time. Oh, when I do edible, I don't do anything. I hardly eat food when I eat edibles just because I know my stomach is about to be like, yo, watch this. So <laughs> I don't even play around. Um, so episode thirty-three, psycho pussy cats. Yep, yep. Um, How was your week? Um, my week was cool. Nothing special, as I stated earlier. Um, uh, didn't really do anything this weekend, and I went out to a couple bars. Not nothing impressive. Didn't talk to anyone. Just went out for some drinks. Um, I'm still to speaking with passing uh, last in the past bay. Um, Why weren't you guys together this weekend? Um, well, I wasn't. Fr- I was afraid. I already made plans on Friday with my homeboy, and then Saturday, my, I got my son back because we're going to a birthday party Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm supposed to be hanging out for tomorrow night to watch the finale of The Masked Singer. Which, you and her? Yes. Oh, that's cute. You guys got a show together. That's so well, cute. I only watched one episode, and I was with her. <laughs> so, oh. So, um, 
We'll be watching that. Gary, do you know how like semi-official that is when you guys have a show you watch together? What'd you say? Do you know how semi-official you guys are when you have a show that you watch together? Mm, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I can literally haven't heard from her all day today, so we ain't that official. Oh, wow. Is that normal? Um, yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. is that just because of your schedule or because no, you guys are... I guess we haven't... You know, it, we're, we're probably both like the same personality. She's not texting me because I ain't text her and I'm not texting her because she ain't texting me. So probably a little bit of the same thing. <sighs> Didn't we say you guys got to stop competing? <laughs> One of you guys got to like just break down and be like, look. Well, I, 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 I still... T- I was like... I thought about texting her today, but I had my son and I was busy and I went to the gym, so I haven't got around to it yet. Which is fucked. Yeah. It's fucked up. I know it's <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. I'm gonna say it before you say it. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to go to the gym. Like fucker, you had time, but when you, when you were in the car, before you got in the car, when you got to the gym, like you had time. Yeah, but you make um, time for what you want to make time for. Yep, you told me that a few episodes ago. Oh, Don't get in trouble. Yeah. Text the girl. Oh well, well it's probably past her bedtime now. Maybe not. It's only nine thirty. But um. <laughs> oh, she's like real grown when she go to bed at like ten o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm going to her place for the first time. She lives in another state. It's not that. I mean, I live in a tri-state. I live right by PA and New Jersey. So anybody can live in another state in Maryland. Maryland is literally five minutes away from where I live. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, so um, I think I'm not sure how far it is. Maybe maybe 30 minutes away, which is not bad. It's like going to work. Um, this is a big deal, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. See, moving in the right direction. We'll see. Um, <laughs> fucked up part is I have uh, I haven't stopped using any of the apps. Um, well, it's not. Because I always encourage this. No, it is going to get serious. But I always encourage you to, even though you're interested in her, excuse me, maybe still kind of date once or twice, just so that you can see she's still the best catch. Yeah. I'm like totally for that. Yeah, I always um, always like the... God, that's it. This last time, keep one in the chamber. No, Gary, you told us that you were putting all your eggs in her basket. No, 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 no. no. I said, I said that was, I said that was, that was with the last uh, one. The one. No, the, Gary, you said that you were going to focus on blast from the past, babe. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am focused on blast from the past. So um, why are you talking about keeping one in the chamber? But just in case, like I haven't, like it's been, it's been, we've been going strong for thirty-three episodes. And this curse haven't stopped yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) We can't look at it like that. (laughs) We're going to win. We will will defeat the podcast curse of not being able to find love. (laughs) We will win. Yeah, it will be there. I was thinking about this um, earlier today. I was thinking about, like, because... Someone has to be comfortable with us being able to talk about them on the podcast, and I was, I was thinking like we have, we will have to find a significant a significant other that's almost like someone who will marry a porn star. Gary, that's like a 
that's the worst <laughs> analogy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Listen, for literally our podcast from like month two to like the end of last year, I only was going out on dates with Freckler. Okay. So it can be done. We just got to be with the right person. Yeah. You went hard for a while. You went hard for a while. And you were, I remember for episode two, I'm never going to use Tinder. I'm never going to use Tinder. <laughs> Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, doing the whole trifecta. And I've never tried Hinge. I mean, Bumble. Only Tinder and... and um, you haven't tried Bumble yet? I'm surprised. Because yeah. that puts the control in your hands. See, and I don't want that because I already get tired of like... It's just too many options. You know what today I realized is... Like, I lost my touch. I don't know if I stopped for a while, but I lost my first message touch. What do you mean? Like, I, I was doing what I hate the most. The, the, the hey and the hi and the hellos. And, oh. I, and I lost my beginning touch. So I Googled on um, what are good ways to start a message, which I know the answer oh, to. Oh, icebreakers? Yeah, like, and I forgot. But like today, I hit her off with the two truths and a lie. Uh-huh. So I think that's always a good one because you can start a whole conversation from, from there if they follow up with their own two truths and a lie and want to play. But um, Yeah, I, and I just, that is a good one. Yeah, I just, hate, I, just, I just hate the games of it. It's not like I'm trying to say, hey, let's go fuck, but... I don't know. It just, it's, you know, it's like if I was a guy, if I was a guy, I would have so much game. Like I would send a girl a message that presumably looked like a foreign language, but it wasn't. It was just a couple of letters put together. And then when she responded and she's like, do you speak English? I would be like, yeah, I just wanted to get your attention because you're so beautiful or some shit like that. I would have all the game if I was a guy. Was that a bad pickup line? Um, I don't like pick. Yeah, I, I, I've never used a pickup line before. Icebreakers are pickup lines. Well, that's through that's through here. But if I go up to you, I'm just gonna go up to you and start talking to you. And and guess what? I've never every girl I've ever pulled, I've never pulled them by buying them a drink. Oh, you mean like in real life? Yeah, in real life. Like I don't. If I go up to you and pull you in real life, I'm not buying you a drink. You know. I don't Most guys to... who pulled me in real life didn't buy me a drink either, fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. bastard. <laughs> you don't need to buy you a drink. I just come there, talk to you for a second, grab your number, and walk the fuck away. That's literally how it is. No <laughs> effort. Thank God for Tinder. You gotta actually put some and effort then, into those and messages. Then the motherfucker who buys you a drink is gonna sit there around with you all night, making sure I'm looking at you, dance with other niggas. Like, okay, I see you. <laughs> And then you're going to have him buy your girlfriend a drink. Mm -hmm. And then when the dude that you invited to the club show up, you're going to hand him your drink so that the new dude can buy you a new drink. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done that. But, I mean, uh, we're grown now, so. Yeah. I don't know. I learned that a long time ago at Flip Flop. Oh, she's from opera. So you are, I forgot the name of it now. It's not called that anymore. It's not but you. You are, um, you're still going strong with Blast from the Past. Yes, yes. Um, she's the only one I'm, I'm texting in real life. And we don't talk on the phone, but we use Marco Polo. Okay, that's a video call, so it's even better. Yeah. You get to see each other, see reactions. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Okay, I can dig it. That's and, good. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. Um, but, um... I'm hoping that it... it translates to love gary that's your mission for the year that, that is my mission i'm not blocking any love this year 
All the love, bring it my way. I was wondering okay. too, all the women that I talked to last year, well, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say all, it's like, it's like I was talking to a lot. The few it was women a lot. I, the, the few women I was talking to <laughs> last year, <laughs> I wonder if how much of them still listen to the podcast for hate or just for enjoyment. Probably slick all of them. And you want to know why? Because I'm sure they're curious as to what's going on with you and they know that they were mentioned on the podcast. So mm. I believe that at some point, even though they may not be active regular listeners anymore, they probably slick, you know, listen to an episode here and there. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I would. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But um, see if they'll be mentioned. So last episode, you told us you was going on a trip, the Sea Brewery Bay. Um, yes. How did that go? Okay. So <laughs> after I left from his house, I text you. What did I say in the text message? Um, let me see. Where is that text? Oh, momento. Okay. Momento. Hmm. Nope, not there. Um. Nope, that wasn't it. What? Let me tell you. If I weren't moving, I'd marry the fuck out of Brewery Bay. If I weren't moving, I would marry the fuck out of Brewery Bay. To which Gary asked me if he hit. Yeah. <laughs> we did not smash. Um, okay. He must not like running red lights. Um, he didn't listen to the last podcast, so he didn't hear your advice that you gave him. Um, but he was just a gentleman. So I'm a gentleman too. Gary, listen. <laughs> listen, the red means stop. You throw it is a, a, <laughs> a disruption. You throw a, you throw a towel down. Call it day. When you meet, listen, red means stop. We learned this in like second grade. Mm-hmm. If you're running red lights, this is a crime. But listen, this is crazy. You just because... get a ticket. You pay off. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had been cramping and I was spotting, but I stopped spotting. We, we literally could have smashed like the real way, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't because. I was thinking like, eh, I don't want to chance it. So um, let me try to condense the date so that we can get to the scorecard. Okay. Um, at first, he wasn't rushing me to get there. He's like, eh, just get here whenever you want to. But then when I was taking my time, he's like, when are you coming? And I'm like, oh, okay, let me rush now. Um, I got there at 3.34. Um, super nice house. Um, I got there and I was like, hey, I'm here. He's like, um, yay, great. Are you coming to the front door or do I need to come get you? And I'm like, um, take a guess. And so then I'm sitting in the car waiting for him to come get me um, because I've never been to his house before. I got a bag or two or three. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm like, he didn't come. So I text him. I'm like, hey, are you coming? He's like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I guessed wrong. And I'm like how the fuck you invite somebody to your house, but you don't come outside to greet them. Like I have a whole suitcase. Like, why wouldn't you come to the door and get me? Like, I mean, come out. I thought so, but he didn't get it. So he came out and oh my 
bejesus. I had told you that this man was fine. In person, I was like, take me now. Um, he, I hugged him and he just felt like a man. I'm like, yes. So anyway, we uh, went in the house, um, sat down, we talked, we laughed. He leaned in and kissed me and uh, talk about a panty melter. Like <laughs> he can kiss too. Like he can kiss. Like wow. Um, so do you believe that men who can kiss can eat pussy well? Yes. Okay. For sure. I mean, I didn't experience with experience it with him, but with Blake yes. Lanier, you know, I did. He could kiss, and then. Lord Jesus, the way he, anyway, so, um, <laughs> we, we talked and time got like away from us and because we had a, um, a horror comedy bus tour planned around the city. Mm-hmm. So we started cooking, we cooked together, we made, um, salmon with a sh- cheesy shrimp sauce and asparagus and homemade mashed potatoes um and then he i mean he has a brewery so we he gave me like a beer or whatever he had beer he lit candles we had dinner we rushed and got dressed we went on the bus tour it was so sweet like he had his arm around me it was cool hearing the ghost stories with the comedy twist we got off the bus um we were standing outside the bus and he like gave me some pda which melted me because i love affection and pda uh, he kissed me like five PDA. times no unless i'm drunk then i will definitely do pda especially no but no women like most most women like this like hold my I'll hand give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a handhold but i'm not sitting there making out with you in the middle of the fucking street no we didn't make out it was like you know little kiss like because we were packing up ready to go getting ready to go it was like some kissing but not like what, full what if, fledged make out make a smacky ass and then Smack it, cause I'm gonna smack yours back, and it better, <laughs> and it better fucking jiggle. Like I can't deal with a hard ass. I need some juiciness back there. Squeak, squeak. So we uh, went back to his car. We were gonna go to get some dessert at the chocolate factory, but it there was a line wrapped around the fucking building, and I'm like, what the hell do they sell in this chocolate factory that there's a line like you're getting into the club at the chocolate factory? Um, and so we ended up going to his brewery. Mm-hmm. He took me on a tour of the brewery. We had some beer. We walked around. We literally, he showed me everything. It was such a beautiful Hold facility. On. How was his house? Huh? Um, was... He had, his house is awesome. He has, um, um, I had seen pictures of it before. Um, he has like a modern futuristic build I guess I mean I had asked him what do you call that style of house because a lot of new houses being built like in the city or downtown town areas have this style but I don't know what you call it like it's like a modern futuristic style like it's not quite industrial but it's I I don't know but it's nice it's he has a really really nice house um so we went to the brewery, we toured the brewery. By this time I'm drunk as fuck because I had the beer at his house. Then I had the wine on the bus and then I had the beer at the brewery. So we got to his house, we sat down and then I, I think we were gonna watch TV, but like I really needed to lay down. I didn't even wear anything sexy, Gary. I had on oh, some gray, 
I had on gray joggers oh, wow. and like a wife beater. Okay. Uh, we got, in, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I still looked okay though. Like, mm-hmm. eh. uh, we got in the bed. Um, we made out. Um, he, so we didn't take it all the way there naturally. Um, and then we went to sleep. Got up the next morning. So this is Sunday morning. Mind you, I'm rushing so we can get to the scorecard. Got up Sunday morning. We, I was like, I should probably go to Walgreens or CVS and get some pads or tampons. So I was just going to run to the store <laughs> and um, grab it. And he like jumped out of bed. He's like, I'll take him. Like, lay down and go back to sleep. I'll go. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll take you. I'll take you. And so I asked him, I'm like, why are you taking me? And he's like, because it's so difficult to get there, you know. Um, it's some crazy little streets or whatever. I'm like, it's 2019 and every cell phone has GPS. I thought it was actually kind of weird that he wanted to take me instead of just resting. Uh, but then my thinking was that I remember telling him one time that like when I was in the mountains, my, my tender was blowing up. So I don't know. My initial thinking was maybe he thought I was going to talk to somebody or meet someone, excuse me. But that wasn't the case. I had actually turned my tender off. Like, I don't know. A week ago or whatever or made myself undiscoverable um why i don't know because motherfuckers get on my nerves like stop saying hey beautiful <laughs> so cool. the, the, the next time you, they say that tell them to go see your podcast learn some tips i should like i should maybe i will maybe i will do that um yeah. We got back to his house. We had coffee. We talked some more. We had breakfast. We got dressed. He took me on another tour of the city, like, in the daytime because the other one was in the nighttime. We went back to the chocolate factory that had the line across the building. I had the best fucking honey lemon cheesecake, and he had mint chocolate chip ice cream, which I don't even like. That's my daughter's favorite ice cream, which I thought was funny that he actually got that ice cream. But um, it was so good. That one was good. Like, so if she wanted that one, I'd probably eat it with her. Um, We talked some more. um, Got back to his house. I was like, I can chill with you for a few minutes and then I'm going to go. When I was leaving, I asked him, I'm like, hey, call me or text me while I'm on the way home. And he's like, no, I don't want you texting and driving. I'm like call me or fucking text me while I'm on the way home. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then I left and then he didn't call me or text me and that pissed me off. So I'm, I text him. I'm like, so like, I don't even know what to think right now. And he's like, oh, I was going to wait until you got home. I'm getting ready to eat. Yada, yada, yada. I really was in my feelings. I felt some type of way that he didn't call or text. Um, reached out to Gary, like Gary, should I, um, should I, what should I do? Gary's like, eh, be nice. Talk to the man. I'm like, fuck that. I'll talk to him tomorrow. But then yeah, he texted me. Advice. And, and then, then I didn't take it. And then you didn't take it. Oh, I, but I, did, I, I did take it because he's like, do you want to chat? And I'm like, yeah, I'll call you. So then I called and we talked and, um, and that was, that was the gist of it. Um, since the visit, we've communicated, we've texted. I don't know if you call it texting a lot because like I'm used to, I'm used to like guys texting me a lot, like a lot, a lot. And he doesn't text me a lot and, but he texts me just not a lot. So I don't know what to think. (laughs) Um, 
I don't know what to think. So <laughs> moving on to the scorecards. Okay. So me and Gary are implementing um, scorecards or review of first Tinder dates. Um, uh, so I went online and I was looking up like if there was like a first date review or scorecard and I only saw like one question to ask your date after the date. And I'm like, ah, fuck this. Let me elaborate on it. So I created a questionnaire. You created the whole questions. thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you found that. No, no, no. Only one of these questions was online oh, um, of what to ask your date after the date. So I created the questionnaire with all the other questions, including a bonus question. Sent it to Brewery Bay. And so Gary and I are going to go over my answers and Brewery Bay's answers just to see how we each felt about the date. So first question was, you got this pulled up? Uh, now I do. Okay, so the first question was, was the person who arrived on the date the same person you thought that would be personality, physically, attitude? Because when you talk to somebody on the phone or even FaceTime, you still don't know if that's going to be the same individual that you get. With him, we had talked on the phone a couple times. I don't know if we've actually FaceTimed before, but we've talked on the phone a couple times, and he's listened to the podcast, so he already had more insight on me than anybody has ever had before meeting me. Um, so what was his answer? All right. So his answer was not the same person, but a more desirable version that I thought she would be. Her personality, instantly warm, affectionate, comfortable, and funny. Her physically, vertically challenged with a sweet <laughs> curve, big boobs, and nice booty. Her attitude, I'm still pissed that you dumped me but let's make up. Okay. I think he was being kind with the nice booty thing. Cause, mm -hmm. um, anybody like, I don't have an ass. Like it's like a curve back there, but then it's just like SpongeBob. What's his nationality? Nah, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> the Caucasity of it all. <laughs> um, it might be more curved than others. I will say. Okay, that could be it. Um, so if you remember, he was the one who basically had stopped talking to me because he's like, you don't like to kiss or give hand jobs. And so he essentially dumped me because he thought that was the case. So that's why he said that was my attitude. My response was that he was better. Like through okay. text, everything with him has been surface level. Like, he jokes, we have fun, or whatever. But, like, when I visited him, his personality came out more. He was kind and relatable. I can't talk to a guy that I can't relate to. So he had situations in his life that were relatable that made me like him even more. Physically, oh, my gosh, talk about zaddy, zaddy. He gives off zaddy vibes. Like, he, he felt like a man. Um, his attitude was sometimes hard to read, which was like unnerving for me. I don't know if that's because he's a Gemini or because I'm just like over the top, but like I, I didn't know how to read him sometimes. Okay. Um, second question is what was the most attractive thing about your date? My answer was that physically it was his eyes. Like I don't, He's probably going to kill me that I don't even remember. But they're like a grayish, bluish color. But they're are like... They better than my eyes. Yes. Damn. Like... 
I'm sorry, I couldn't. His eyes are like when you think of somebody's eyes who are dreamy, think about that times ten. Like think about when you look at a puppy dog and you're like, Oh, it's so cute. Look at his eye. Like his eyes are just magical. I did it's like his eyes in high school. Well, he would have won best times too. Like, it's like he's talking and you're trying to pay attention, but you're looking in his eyes and then you're like, what did you say? Like, it's that type of thing. Um, But the most attractive thing about him was like his eyes. And again, like he's kind, he's mannerable. He opens doors, every door. Like he held my purse and, you know, he also remembered to pack the booze, which was a plus. So what was his answer? Initially... When she stepped out of the car, I noticed her tasty curves on a petite frame. As we talked on the couch, it was her beautiful eyes and com- and comfortably fun personality. It's like he's writing a, like a um a sex novel. And doesn't all his answers kind of have like a sexual undertone? Yeah. I feel like clearly I left him dissatisfied. He was he he was trying to be like fun because his personality is just generally fun, but all of his answers just have like a sexual innuendo behind it. They really do. The third question was, "What was the least attractive thing about your date?" What was his answer? His answer was, "Natasha can sometimes be a bit demanding with communication expectations." Yes. Why does it take you so long? To respond to my text, chill the fuck out. That's the benefit of texting, responding when you have time. I feel one hundred percent of the time right there. Don't feel him because that's the worst answer you could get. <laughs> if someone is making an effort to communicate with you, to be in your life, to get to know you, like, what do you mean chill the fuck out? If all we have is text. And you feel like it's an option to text me back rather than feeling like I want her to know I'm interested. Okay, then let's not be interested. Um, My answer was that there was nothing really unattractive about him. Um, I thought that it was kind of quirky that like in his house, he has a master bedroom, he has a master closet. But instead of letting me use that, he's like, here, this is your bathroom that you're going to use. And he put my overnight bag in his gym. And I don't know, maybe he just likes his space, but I don't know. That was strange. Um, and I also, again, thought it was super off-putting that when I, I left from him and I'm like, hey, call me or text me. And he didn't. Like, I could have gotten sleepy. I could have crashed anything. Like, and he didn't call. And he mentioned texting and driving, but the car reads the text message to you. And when you respond, you respond voice to text. So it threw me off because if he had driven three hours to come and see me, I would stay in touch to make sure that he got home safely, especially if he asked me to. Yeah. And he didn't do that. So, of course, I was in my feelings. Okay. Um, Next question, what was the most awkward part of your time together? Um, At one point, he mentioned that he didn't like clingy and being in constant communication wasn't his thing because it makes it seem like the other person is, like, insecure. And it was awkward for me because, like, I'm clingy. (laughs) And, like, I love constant communication. I'm not clingy, like, an annoyingly needy way. But, like, the only way you can really get to know someone is if you communicate. And if you don't have the convenience of going to see them every day or every other day or every weekend, you kind of have to communicate. 
otherwise, like, what is the point? Like, if a person wants you in their life, they're going to make sure they, you know, kind of meet you halfway. And I don't necessarily know if he meets me halfway. He kind of does things, I feel like, on his time, which is fine. It just makes me think that he really doesn't like me in that way. What was his answer? Okay. When she arrived at my house, she just sat in her car and waited for me to walk to her car and get her. That's fine. But when she parked, I texted, are you coming to the front door or should I come to you? She responded, take a guess. I guess wrong. Yeah, well, okay. Um, question five, did you share physical intimacy more than kissing? What did he say? All right. Natasha treated my body like it was in a music park. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm hoping she does that on our second date. <sighs> okay. My answer to this was that I might get in trouble for answering because he's not a fan of kissing and telling. But, yes, we did have physical intimacy more than kissing. We didn't have sex, but we definitely fooled around. Next question on a scale of 1 to 10, how good was the kissing? I said 10 plus plus, because to be honest, he's probably one of the best kissers I've ever experienced. Like, he's the type of person that you can kiss, and if the mood and everything is right, you could probably orgasm from kissing him. Hmm. What, what was his answer? 10 plus, because it was a surprise. Natasha has said multiple times on the podcast, kissing is gross. So when we kissed, I was thinking, damn, for someone who hates Kissing, you're pretty fucking good at it. <laughs> I said I didn't used to like kissing, but the older I get, the more I come around. But all right, whatever. Um, on the scale of one to ten, how good was the non-kissing intimacy? What did he say? All right. Um, seven. Seven. Good, good score for a first date. It was all awesome. The kissing, hugging, touching, groping. It all felt intimate and could become more comfortable if we have more rendezvous. He used the word My, rendezvous. Like, who is he this? called he called this our our rendezvous, our weekend rendezvous. Um, my answer to this, to this question was a five, but only because there was no penetration, and clearly I was not good at the other stuff that we did because I was a failure. Um, eight, what should your date do to improve in that area? If there is a next time, my answer was maybe he would only have one drink or two (laughs) 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 because apparently if you drink a lot, I fail. What was his answer? Um, nothing really. I think we both um, share more or what we want from each other if we spend more time together. Okay. Yes or no? Do you think there's potential for a future together as a couple? What did he say? Maybe just take it one rendezvous at a time and see if things develop. If things don't evolve, Natasha said she would advocate for me to score a trip to Paris to have a rendezvous <laughs> with a high DBNS listener who lives there. Are you serious? <laughs> can't be prostituting off our listeners. <laughs> I am prostituter. He listened to it, but he already knew what it was. And he made a joke about it. I'm like, shit, look, I'm not a cock blocker. I will, <laughs> I will put the introduction out there to anybody. Funny side story. Lake Lanier, 
liked one of my pictures on Instagram. So we were talking the other day. And he was just like, did Gary ever go to Paris? And I'm like, Gary is being committed right now because he knows that the grass is not always greener in France. And he's <laughs> like, oh, well, she wasn't going to do anything but ruin his relationship, too. And I'm like, she didn't, <laughs> I'm like, she didn't ruin anything you did. You didn't have to talk to her. Like, you you fucked that whole thing up. He's like, yeah, I did, didn't I? So it was kind of funny that he reached out. Like, literally, I think it was, I mean, we were talking, I guess that was, Monday and he brought that up right you know with this whole situation with Brewery Bay um my answer to this question was that after our weekend together I initially answered the question as yes as in like a fuck yes but now after sleeping on it and that high wearing off I'll say probably not um because I think I'm so many things that Brewery Bay doesn't like or want in his life like someone to be accountable to someone having expectations from him, someone that he has to really open up to and be vulnerable with. And like, I don't know, I get like he needs easy, super easy and submissive. And I'm easy once I'm comfortable with the person that they're going to like protect my heart. And I'm submissive once the guy shows me that he's worth submitting to. But like, I just don't think he would kind of let me in to that point. I don't see that so far. Um, do you want a second date? Why or why not? My answer to this question was that we've already planned to get together again. I don't know if we're going to call it a date because to me, a date implies that you're spending some time with someone, you know, where you could have a future. And again, I'm not convinced that we do. I don't think that that's really what he would want from me, but it's scary for me because he is literally the type of guy that I'm just like, you know what, let's just be in love. Let's run away. Let's elope. Like, I love you tomorrow. Um, so if we get together again, maybe I'll just wish my period on. Because if we have sex, we, we like, officially go together. And I don't know if he's going to be okay with that. But if if he hit it, like, I don't want no shit. If, if, if you're listening, if, you, if we smash, you are my boyfriend and my future fiance. I don't want no shit. So... And I know that that's not what he wants. So maybe we should just keep it as platonic friends and not take it there. Um, what does he say? Does he want a second date? Um, he says, hell yes, I do. We have we have great fun together. Plus, Natasha is super hot and crushes it in the kitchen. Or you can cook, cook. I can cook, cook. Man, I'm a Georgia peach, baby. Um, bonus question. Overall, rank the time that you spent together with your date one to ten. What does he say? Overall, seven. I had fun getting to know Natasha and sharing a bit of my world. Plus, the score will go higher after she experiences all the rides at my awesome park. See, when at you his first amusement park. Amusement amusement, park yes. yeah. So, when you first originally told me he gave you a seven, you didn't tell me he gave you he gave you a seven with an explanation. It I doesn't agree. matter. It's a I, seven. I, no, because because you you can't go off a of ten. And then once them better, you you start you start off a little bit lower, and then once you get the once you get the um the cookie, then you give it a ten. Okay, what Gary is basically talking about is the fact that I was offended that I got a seven overall. Like, what the fuck? My answer to that question might have been better, we, but I know, right? Even though we didn't smash, my answer was I gave him an eight point five ranking the overall time that we spent together. He exceeded any idea that I had of him. 
he was a total gentleman gentleman and i although i don't think he's open to the idea of a future with me and my quirkiness my demanding nature my desire for complete transparency and all those other things that make me a scorpio i do feel like when he is ready he's gonna make the right woman like very happy and very lucky but i still gave him an 8.5 and he gave me a fucking seven so what's the difference you can't take that shit to the bank. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that sums up date with um, Brewery Bay. We okay. still talk. He texts me. Um, he told me to actually be kind to him on the podcast just a little bit ago. Um, I do like him. Um, I, I don't know what will happen, um, but he's cool. Okay. So that's that. You have some news for us? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So the headline for this one has come from the shade room. Shout out to the shade room. Um, say what now? Man from Tinder on the run after defrauding women out of millions. And an Israeli man is under fire and on the run after he defrauded several Scandinavian women. Uh, Shimon Hayat, also known as Simon Lavelli, his fake alias, is on the run from police after he posed as a multimillionaire and met several women on Tinder. Shimon Hayat posed as the son of multimillionaire Israel Lev Lavi. According to Times of Israel, he defrauded women in Norway, Finland, and Sweden. He fooled these women by inviting them to a luxurious hotel, fancy dinners, and private jets. He was able to smooth talk these women by convincing them to support his financial favors and promising he would pay them back. Dumbasses. Um, <laughs> catch these, catch the this tea, roomies. He presented himself so well to his peers that he had fake bodyguards and business partners that appeared as if he was really wealthy. He has been wanted since 2011 for committing. Theft and fraud. He allegedly stole a check from a family when he was babysitting their child. <laughs> Damn. Damn. They go in. He also pretended to be a handyman and stole from the people he was working for. <laughs> he then used the money from those incidents to buy a pilot's license and a car. This man, this man well, learned how to fly. Yeah, he learned how right. to fly. When That's really smart. When taking the pilot lessons, he stole from a student by lying about a business deal he had and asked for the student to help invest in it. All right, it says, although he served three years in prison for committing fraud, he continued to do the same thing when he was released. So this man already went to jail for fraud and is still <laughs> doing this shit. But what jail was he in? Because a lot of jails abroad, I mean, locked up abroad, they show the horrible ones, but I've seen some jails when I was abroad, and those motherfuckers look like Marriott vacation time yeah, there. Um, somebody was in, I know on another podcast I listened to, they got locked up in Sweden, and they said you only got to do, like, maybe a third of your time. Yeah, weekend. a lot of them have, like, weekend jail. It's like, yeah. like, you can have a murder sentence and only go to jail on the weekend, so how many people are you murdering during the week before you go back to jail on Friday? Like, yeah. 
and then some of them have like Olympic size swimming pools. They have like classes. Like I just sorry for interrupting your story, but I was yeah. watching something, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's kind of difficult to go home during the week because I enjoy being here on the weekend, and then my girlfriend wants to come because they can actually have their family come on the weekend with them." He's like, "She wants to come, but it's the only time I'm away. To, I'm able to get away from her." Who the fuck want to get away from their girlfriend and their kid to go to jail? <laughs> but the jail was just like the shit. So it's like, like, it's like the ones in Mexico that has like a whole little city, and you can bring in the jail. Family. Yeah, you can bring your family in the jail. That's great. Yeah, but they sleep on the floor in the dirt, right? Yeah. Uh. According to um, Times of Israel, he is currently on the run after some of his friends, uh, some of his close friends, were busted in a massive smuggling ring. And an employee mysteriously plummeted to her death from a high-rise, high-rise Tel Aviv office building. They did not seem to sit well with the with Le Aviv because he has since fled a complaint against Hayot for falsely claiming to be his son. <laughs> so he didn't just claim a whole new family. Yes. Um. Now, I deal with shit like this every day for a living. This has to be one of the most crazy stories I've ever heard dealing with shit like this. Millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I have stories every day, and this is like one of the craziest ones. How do you actually get to the point with someone, especially online, never meeting them, that you want to just be like, you know what, I'm going to send you some money? Yeah. And it's like, funny because I'm looking at the comments right now, and there's two scammers in the comments. What? What are they saying? It says, I am now making an extra 19000 or more every month from home by doing very simple <laughs> easy jobs online from home. I've received exactly $2,000, no, $20,845 last month from this home job. Very easy to do, and earning from this are just awesome. Join now. This job started making extra cash online by following instructions on the giving website. First of all, this is not extra cash. <laughs> if you're making cash like this, this is all the cash you fucking need. If you're making $20,000 a fucking month, you got to right. be selling drugs. Well, what drugs is it? Because I'm trying to figure out who hiring. Yeah, because you, you, you're doing it from your house. You're just getting some, you, you, you sell some type of Coke easily. $20,000 a month. I can't sell <laughs> Coke, though. I mean, I feel like you do real hard jail time for selling yeah. Coke. Yeah, you do some hard jail, jail time for school. What drug can I sell that's not going to make me go to jail for a long time? Weed. Mm. That, they'll be lenient with you. I mean, but I feel like pretty soon it's going to be, like, unnecessary to sell weed. You just go to the local store and pick it up from the fucking weed aisle. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I just need to open a dispensary base. I mean, I have some stocks in a dispensary, but, um, yeah. hmm. He's a, right. he's a good-looking gentleman, I will say that, at the least. He was. And, you know, what I found interesting is that you really don't hear those types of scammer stories out of Israel. You hear it like out of Nigeria, Nigeria. <laughs> like uh, or Kenya, and Zimbabwe. <laughs> you don't really hear from Israel because, like, that's like you know the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. But you know, everybody in Israel is supposedly blessed, so he's still gonna go to heaven. Yeah. Even Maybe. though he did all that, I mean, it's 
when you get to go in like isn't no that's Jerusalem, right? Yeah. With the Jordan River. Yeah, well he's still blessed. All right. Um so those are news. So we came up with a topic today. Um yeah. other day, it's like a couple weeks ago, I was scrolling online or Google popped up popped up my Google page and it said, Here's why men always fall for crazy bitches. And if you listen to this podcast, you will say, hey, Gary, that sounds like you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> yeah. So they have, a, they have a couple of headlines. I'm not going to read like the, the topics. I'm just going to read the headlines and discuss what I think of the headlines. I'm not going to go through all of them. It was only five, so I might go through all okay. of them. So... Um, so I'll read the first blurb out the whole thing. Does men claim all day long they don't like a date, like to date a, um psycho bitches or crazy women, and that they don't want drama? It's it's on almost all the dare dating websites. No drama. Right. This is a big fat lie. This is right. a big fat lie. As the women who want a sensitive, who want a sensitive nice guy. True. Yeah. When actions reveal more than our words, especially when our words are BS, we may not want to desire the bad boy on the crazy bitch because we know that doing so will bring us pain and frustration and yet time and again, we are caught up in the same old patterns. There are factors in our our psyche or biology that drive us to desire attributes that our intellectually selves would highly discouraged it's not <laughs> that crazy that we seek is size courses that go along with crazy keep in mind i'm not talking about actual mental illness although that can play a role <laughs> definitely can yeah and if you have any mental illness there's a link in our bio <laughs> and the description of the episode that you can click on and get a week free on us ha- hashtag ad <laughs> <laughs> And for men who date crazy women, it can be more than one reason. All right. First reason. They want to save the damsel in distress. That's true. Guys like to be a hero. I fall for this every single time. What is that song? I always fall for your type. Who sang that? I thought you were talking about you can't save, you can't save them. Don't save her. She don't want to be safe. <laughs> That's facts, but that doesn't yeah. stop those. That doesn't stop you from trying, Gary. It doesn't, because I, I find somebody that has something wrong. If I'm like, I can fix this. I can make your life way better. <laughs> it ends up being a project and more of a headache than anything. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. It's I'm the done. same thing for women, though. Women are yeah. all like. Women find them, so even though they'll say, like, they don't want a project, they'll find guys that they're like, oh, I can make him come around, or I'm just going to hang in there because he's going to come around. Fuck that. If he's not, you know, normal and what you're looking for, I'll rip, let him go. It can be somebody else's 4-H project. Yeah. Um, but I told myself this year that I'm not going to find a project, find something that's already finished, and um i don't i don't want to remodel i just want to go in ready to um ready to buy 
How much you want to bet you were lying to yourself? I'm 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 not finding the project. I'm not project. <laughs> you want moving ready, but how much you yeah, want to bet you want to find some something to renovate? <laughs> I don't want no renovations over here. <laughs> I don't want nothing wrong. No, no hinges falling off. No loop. No no leaks in the roof. <laughs> I just want to move in. Watch, watch when you it. come on the podcast and you be like, "Yeah, we met and." She was going through something, and I helped her, and I love her. The, the one you tell me you love going to be the one you help fix some shit. <laughs> you going to be done painting some walls or something. Yeah, but um, number two, they have a strong need to be needed. Yeah. This is the girl or the guy? The guy. It says women want to be wanted, and men need to be needed. So someone who wants to pay your bills and take care of you, don't want you to do anything like a, like a stay at, like someone who wants you to stay at home, basically. Hmm. That's true. I, I agree with that. Um, I've did the whole stay at home wife mom thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that my ex really did. He probably liked me more when I was completely dependent upon him. I think that does make guys feel macho and and needed and desired yeah um i'm not about that life though i'm not about that i don't want you to depend on me for shit um um, i'm not not gonna say for shit but for some things but i don't want you i don't want you to feel like what if it was your fiance or your wife like like you can no i'm not saying that you can't you can't depend on me, but I don't want you to feel obligated to sit there and if I say jump, you jump, or you have to do everything I if I say, or you, or you don't know how to do things on your own. I want you not to know how to do things on your own. Like you don't know how to pay the bills or. Gary, you're just too progressive. I, I guess that's just me. <laughs> it says, no, that's um, not you. A lot of guys feel that way. I'm sure. It says, what better way to reinforce his feelings of success? Than to be able to help someone, especially when the fruits of your efforts are clearly displayed. About to lose your car, I'll cover that payment. Can't pay your rent? Move in with me. Who who is this guy? I need to meet him. <laughs> exactly. Like, me wait, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> Let's both go with him. Like, we're here. Um, you know what? I will say this. This is not, this doesn't have anything to be with like, you know, dependency or anything. But when I'm in a relationship and it's serious and we live together, I don't want the responsibility of having to like pay the bills or write the checks. I'm, I'm the one who's just like, okay, here's the money in the joint account. This is what I'm keeping in my personal account. If I so choose to share that amount with you, but here's the money you go pay all that shit. Yeah. I'll buy groceries, I'll buy what the house needs, I'll cook, I'll clean, but just handle all that shit, because once I see that number and the bank account start to go down, I feel like I'm just going to be depressed, but if you got to look at it, then I can just be happy every day. Yeah, it says, add to this the fact that many men, as a rule, no longer feel needed in their relationships, and you will see how they can be more drawn to the hot mess train wreck. Our culture celebrates the independent woman who doesn't need a man. She doesn't need him for protection, support, financial assistance, emotional comfort, or even sexual pleasure. They are all taken care of with her self-defense classes, 
strong police force, <laughs> community support, credit cards, tribe of besties, and a vibrating, rotating, 14-speed sex toy in her bedside table. But that's true, though. Like, when you think about, like, lesbians, mm-hmm. like, especially, like, the stocky lesbians who know how to, like, build houses and shit, like, <laughs> they <laughs> they fix cars, like, I'm pretty sure they're going down on a girl better than her dude can. Like, I mean, we, I guess we women need men to like procreate or whatever, but like, yeah. that's about it. Like if I wasn't scared that like I would cross over into lesbianism, lesbianism and then not be able to come back, I probably would cross over, but I feel like I'm so fragile that they wouldn't let me come back. So then I'd be like a lesbian forever. But like, if I, I don't know. I think we, we, we need men for that balance. And, yeah. and, and I'm guessing that this part right here is saying that men, men don't, men say they want the independent woman, but they really don't. They don't. They want the person who will need them and feel empty without them. Exactly. They do. And I think that's probably why they have a problem with the lesbians. Yeah, definitely. Especially like the, the study ones. <laughs> the study uh, word. I don't know. Number three, they're rebounding. All right. Men are most vulnerable to getting caught up with drama queens after a relationship when he felt especially unneeded or ignored her. He um, he cries, depends on moods while agitating, also makes him feel very needed. She can't live without him. Look what a mess she is. She's always calling after being ignored, being uh, made to feel unnecessary. So basically, you want to find a chick that was being rebound, that you're going to be a rebound for. Yeah. I I don't like that. If a guy is a hot mess Mm -hmm. and a girl is a hot mess, they're definitely going to feed off each other's hot mess. (laughs) They will. Yeah. I don't want to be – I don't like the whole rebound thing. I think I think I dealt with that. I think I spoke that with that on the podcast before. I was talking to someone who just got a relationship within two months, and I was the one the first one they talked to after mm-hmm. that. And I was like, I can't go into that role because, like, more than likely, rebounds don't last. They're just they're, yeah. They're just, I I I've had my experience with a rebound, and I fucked that up bad. Like I shouldn't have done that to him. So. Fix yourself first. Yeah. But crazy people aren't going to fix themselves like that. They need somebody to to heal them, and they can't really do it themselves. Let's see. Um, it says, it's easy to play victim. Women aren't the only damsel in distress. Some men will like to have the crazy girlfriend because she gets him off the hook. His motivation isn't the same as hers. Though he doesn't want to be rescued, he wants to be left alone with someone else to blame. Yeah, I've experienced that too. Yeah, for starters, no matter how big an ass he is, he feels justified if she also behaves badly, especially if her behavior is worse or can be spun as worse than his. He called her a bitch in front of his friends. Well, did you hear she keyed his car? And, you know, it's interesting because 
even if she's not doing anything crazy at the moment because of his current state, she can just be like, hey, how are you doing? And for some reason, he's going to take that as crazy because he's so fucked up. Yeah. Because most of the time, so like, I'm, 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 I've never, well, I've, I've, dealt with, I've dealt with crazy people. Um, and most of the time, they don't see the crazy on their end. Even the women, like, the women don't see the crazy on their end. As you, as you saw the text messages, they would blame the other person <laughs> with the crazy. And obviously, I'm not doing nothing wrong. So, you, you, you just need to you take a look what, in the mirror. You know what you do that's wrong when it comes to crazy is you get addicted and you entertain it. Yeah. You got to tell, like, if you're a guy and you're of sound mind and you already know that she's crazy, you as difficult as it is, you got to just rehab and be like, look, grow up and call me when you're a grown woman. Yeah. Um, I, I can't deal with that one, but crazy women are great in bed. That is true. That is true. Crazy women and Scorpios. The final answer and one of the biggest reasons men go for crazy women is they are great in bed. Let's face it. Part of what makes a crazy bitch crazy is her lack of self-restraint. She may be moved more by her emotions than logic, like the man who desires her. She is impulsive and gives in to pleasure and excitement. If that is happening in the bedroom or outside it, she will be all the way, all that and more. A cautious woman will protect herself emotionally, sexually, and physically from the unknown until she is certain. A wild woman would jump in, get swept up, get caught in the moment. What a thrill feeding her emotions with intimate gratification. Hmm. Well, I think that's that that's literally like crazy slash Scorpio. Because I'm a Scorpio, but I don't I, I'm not crazy. But I mean, it's scientifically proven that Scorpios are the best lovers. <clears throat> Excuse me, so pat myself on the back. <laughs> but I crazy think women are more free, I would say, when it comes to having sex as well. That's what I was gonna say. Like if you ask a guy, even if the girl is not cute or anything, she doesn't even have to be smart. If she has some craziness about her, it really does drive you guys wild because they go ham in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, um, psycho pussycat. Yep. Psycho pussycat. So that's crazy bitches for y'all. Um, moral of the story. Moral of the story. If you like them crazy, stay with them. If you want... If you want drama, put that in your bio, I would say. Take away the new drama. <laughs> like crazy bitches, say, I like drama. Bring the crazy to me. Um, what the, it actually, would be nice actually, if a guy said that up front. Actually, take that shit, the no drama or drama shit out of your bio, period. Take any, any negative things about the other person that you're now looking for out of your bio. Hmm, that's good advice. Because What's like if, if you have any, I'm, I'm swiping left on you. If you have anything negative about a guy in your bio, I'm swiping left on you because you are you're already trying to compare me to someone I'm not. Hmm. So just take. I like me. that, Gary. Yeah, take me for who I am, or fuck, just don't don't swipe on me. Like, Especially most, because your drama and your craziness could be something that they could actually tolerate or handle or appreciate. 
And plus, it doesn't make sense because you're going to sit there and read it like, that doesn't sound like me. When it really is you, and it's like right on you anyway. You're both swipe right on each other, and you find out he's exactly what you didn't want. So it doesn't matter what you write down there. You're going off the looks anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, I do read bios. No, I read bios, too, but that's the ones who put the bio down there and take the time to put a bio. But, Did you um, fix your bio, Gary? Yeah, mine, mine is up and running. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like Hinge. I just like Hinge better. You don't got to do a bio. You answer a couple questions, throw some pictures up there, and call it a day. Hinge is definitely more looks based. Like, I mean, you see the answers to the questions, but the answers could be stupid. And I don't know. But yeah. I do like Hinge. I, I liked Hinge too when I was on it. I, had, I hadn't been on Hinge in forever. Hinge is probably my number one now. Hashtag ad. Yes. <laughs> They're not paying us, but fuck it. We got to get this partnership with Hinge because we have given them hella promotion. Yes. One of these um, dating apps need to have a podcast about online dating to bring dating apps. It's 2019. Podcasts are popping off. Spotify just brought two podcast companies. They have podcast awards now with iHeart. Come on. What what does this make not to have a podcast? Gary. Let me ask you this question since we're talking about it. Let's say, for instance, DBNS became popping like that, that like we were having to do shit like that. Would you want that type of star or celebrity or shine over the fact that you're dating but not seriously? Um, well, it's, it's, it's not that I'm dating but not serious. It's, it's, just, it's just a name. That's not who I am. That's just the name of the podcast. But if you... Do you think we could handle that type of celebrity if we were to get super serious with somebody? I think I could. I don't know if they could. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have that. That wouldn't be up to me more than be up to them if they would want to stay around for that. If like like right now, um, what's the name of the fucking podcast? Horrible, horrible decisions. Yeah, yeah. They blew up out of nowhere. And the other day, um, one of them, Weezy, they were said, in Atlanta recently. Yeah, they were just out there, and Weezy was talking about how she has it feel like she has a curse with, with that podcast because she is sacrificing her love life to give this shit out that she's doing right now. Same way with with us, we're sacrificing our love life almost to give these opinions and tips and shit like that on this. So it's, it's something that we're willing to do. Like we're having fun doing this. We're not like. Oh fuck! We gotta do another podcast again. Like this is fun to us. We're not doing this because we're getting paid. We're doing this for free. Well, I would like to for somebody to love me. No, I would like someone. I'm not saying that we're 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 not trying to get the one to love us, but some people are probably not drawn towards us because of the. They think we're sitting here badging them, saying that they're whack or this, that, and third. They're crazy. Like I have never said one person's name on here, and guess what? If even if I do say your name, which I never would, no one would know who you are listening to the podcast. Except for me, because I probably yeah. go on Gary Instagram and be like, "Who is this bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> but I would never say your name. So I'll never have to worry about that. But um, Brewery Bay asked me, "What type of measures do we have in place to make sure that we're like not giving away?" someone's identity and I I told him like it's not really I personally don't think it's difficult to 
withhold someone's to not give away too much so that our listeners can't really identify them unless they just wanted to be identified. Like I have gone on a date with one guy. He's like, yeah, post my picture. You can know who I am. And I'm just like, I'm not going to give you that much clout. Fuck you. No, we're not giving no pictures. No, I'm not posting no pictures of you. I'm not posting no dates of who I'm with, nothing like that. I thought about that, but um, no, I post me before I post that. Um, I did too. Cause like I have so many great pictures that I've took at the brewery and like like I want to post I wanted to post them like there's this one picture that I took inside like the little lobby area or what I'm like I want to post this but I'm like if I do everybody's gonna know who the fuck this guy is yeah I'm not going to like if you went out on a date with him somewhere that was not his place then you could post a picture of the area maybe something like that I would yeah let should do that but I I wouldn't I'm not gonna post us together that's not something that I'm gonna put myself out there and do. Um, not until it's official. Yeah. And, and he's and okay that, with it. And that's going to go on my page and not on, it might, I don't know. I guess, I don't know about oh that to anyone. But Brewery Bay said that when we do the live taping, he's going to be my plus one. I'm like, oh well, shit, everybody's going to know who you are then. <laughs> so I don't know. I was like, are you going to be, are you coming to the live taping as my plus one or are you going to actively participate in the speed dating? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it always sounds like I'm trying to put my date off on somebody else. That's yes. really not my intention. I gotta figure myself right. out. Anyway. All right, but um, uh, so if this is the end of the episode, so if y'all want to send in any stories to us, you're gonna email us at dbnspodcast at gmail.com. Just got that working again. For some reason, it was acting up. Um, also, you can message us on Instagram. You can go to our website at dbnspodcast.com. You can find the link to our email that way as well. Um, but as always, thank you so much for, for listening to Dating But Nothing Serious with Gary and Natasha. Natasha and Gary signing off. Ciao, ciao. Cause you had to learn